0: Thanks for joining us and supporting Vicky Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness Premium Member. Go to www.dot.vickiedoefitness.dot.com forward slash join again. That's www.dot.vickiedoefitness.dot.com forward slash join and register for a six dollar monthly subscription. And remember. Keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about hot topics and research articles. Our topic today is, what's new? Hot topics number 55. Lockdown got you feeling low? Yoga may help to manage the stress. A new study insists that couples should wear face masks during sex. Hmm. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicky Doe and D. Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks Bright.
1: How are you?
0: I am fine, and we are still doing our social distancing recording in separate places, right? Yes, we are. And
1: I guess I noticed the news anchors and people on television are still doing their their uh, social distancing.
0: Yeah, because like you said, the corona ain't going nowhere.
1: Rona is here for a minute.
0: There it is.
1: <laughs> Rona is not going anyplace. Like I said, I was on call last night and got two new COVID patients.
0: So it's still happening. And and we got to remember that when we go around, we still got to do what we need to do. Right, Dee? Yep, we absolutely do. We need to protect. I mean,
1: just because these governors have released people to go back out into the community, we have to understand that, you know, it's still amongst us. I have the We'll talk about we'll talk about where the cases are, but uh, Uh yeah, we still have a ways to go. And like I said, we still have not reached federal guidelines to even be released back because we have not seen a consistent downward trend for the last 14 days. Actually, we've seen more of an uptick in some areas, and I'll talk about that a little later.
0: Okay. Well, we are here, and I have come up from under my rock that I was in at my house. No, (laughs) Dad. I was in, in hiding, wonder.
1: I said, on Colonial Drive, that several that of my neighbors, you all live down there. I said, you all have a giant rock down there that you all are under, because I haven't seen anybody for three months.
0: I know. Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> it's crazy. And you all are right in my backyard.
0: I know. I know. But we're coming out, so it's summertime.
1: I hope so. I miss seeing everybody.
0: Well, today we talk about hot topics and research articles that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 55. Now, listen, folks, I was talking with Dr. D before we started our show. And we just know that right now we are living in a time where every time we look up, There's something going on in our country, in our world, our communities, that is affecting our lives and our health and well-being. And so, yes, we are living in a pandemic. COVID-19 is still here, right, Dee? Oh, it's
1: definitely here. (laughs) Yes. It hasn't gone anywhere.
0: It hasn't gone anywhere. But we are looking, and some of us, once again, most of us, are talking, protesting about police brutality, racism, and discrimination, and all that it brings to our communities, for black folks and people of color. People have been calling, and so they want to know, what's my take? How do we stand at Vicky Doe Fitness? Well, we stand like we always been standing. It's like I've always said, and will continue to say. It's really about resources, 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 and lack thereof in our black communities. So the system of racism has worked to make sure that communities of color, most especially black folks, will never have adequate resources or opportunities to thrive live and be competitive we can see we can see the results of that we can see the results of lack of economics and resources as it relates to lack of jobs businesses education adequate and safe housing all the way to how we eat and our health and well-being including police brutalities that is why we always talk about resources and We still talking about health disparities. Yeah, we still are. Adequate health care, come on now. The list goes on and on. So it's not just about people liking you or loving you, even though, yes, I like a lot of love, yeah, yeah. It's not all about that. It's about providing or not blocking resources or opportunities in our communities we as a people need to take responsibility too and so that is why me my team dr d all of us here at vicky doe fitness will continue to do all that we can to give back to our community to provide resources and opportunities we will continue to preach the gospel of health and wellness and total well-being being proactive that means in our community as well and the importance of being our own advocate for our health and well-being. And we're talking about the well-being of our communities, right? Making sure that we do what we can to have resources in our community. Just think of all the things that we can do if we collectively put our monies together and what what were you saying d you were saying at least have a place where we can gather our own
1: you know at least a place where we can have our own banquets our own wedding receptions our own events and gatherings and put the money back into our community without having to rely on other you know people's places to have events you know everybody everybody has every organization black and brown people have lots of work you know events mm-hmm. what if we had Like in you know our own little young town, a place where we could go to
0: -hmm. a place that was owned by a black and brown person. That's it. So kudos. We understand that it's important. So kudos to all of those folks out there that have supported us, Vicky Doe Fitness, with dollars, cents, and time, because you are supporting. You are supporting my black-owned business. Doe fitness by buying our services programs sponsoring tables at our events yeah buying tickets we know who you are yeah. and by telling other yeah. folks to listen to this podcast and support our services and so that's why we thank you and then we love to give kudos to people and we know them Erzurum, all those Erzurum. guys Yes. What, what is she doing? She's putting glasses in our community.
1: Yeah. Give back to the community to do eye examinations on hundreds of school kids.
0: That's it. That need our and help. glasses. Right. And
1: glasses, I think, too. Right?
0: Yes. Glasses. Uh, Dr. Figliano, she, she does stuff for the hearing. And we love that because that's helping our community. That's helping people with disparities. That's us. And we love folks that do that. But then, Dr. Figliano, they always have a table at Vicky Doe Fitness. And so that's how you do things. And we appreciate... All of that. We appreciate all of that because these are some of the ways that you can make a difference because it takes, like I always say, it takes money, honey. (laughs) It really does. It
1: really does. It takes money, resources. Resources. If you you can't go to a tree and pull it off or leaf off of a tree, it takes money to do a lot of these kinds of things.
0: Everything or just to live. Exactly. And, and for all of you guys, if you don't know who, who we are, Vicky Doe Fitness, or what we offer, make sure you go to our website, www.vickydoefitness.com forward slash services. That talks about our services as well. And so we know that these are difficult times, but let's double down on self-love and taking care of ourselves. Dealing with all this that's going on now can definitely wreak havoc on our mental wellness. So let's pause, yeah. you know, let's reset, yeah. let's take a deep breath and decide what we are going to do to promote wellness in our homes. It starts with our homes and our communities. And that's all I have to say right for now. Right, Dee, what you got to say? You going to add something to that?
1: Oh, I, completely, I echo everything that you have said. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think that, you know, we've watched the protesters and everybody. Out there this past week for the uh, for the death of Mr. Floyd, but a lot of it is also on you know as I had said the last three months, mm-hmm. well maybe the end of maybe the mi- end of February, middle of March, From <laughs> the middle of March until now, a giant scab has been taken off of something in this country where we realize that a virus, a little virus at 0.1 microns has taken the world down, not just us, it's taken the world down. Mm-hmm. But to that end, here we are as black and brown people again, finding out that we're on the low run yet again, that we're being the most affected, the most uh, healthcare disparities associated with COVID. And so and then to have the situation that happened with the police, you know, it was a lot for, for folks to deal with as they are out there marching. But my thing is mm-hmm. that it's fine to protest, and we need to protest. Protesting as Martin Luther King is the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. But let's have a plan. Like so yes. you know, we marched during the Civil Rights era in the 60s in North Carolina, we marched, we slept outside, you know, we did all these things. But when we got to the churches... We have a plan. That's it. Okay, well, tomorrow night we're going to go up and down this street and do voter registration. Yes. Or we're going to knock on people's doors and we're going to do this kind of thing. You have to have a plan. That's it. Something to be implemented.
0: You got to have a plan. That's it.
1: You got to have a plan.
0: Yes. And then when people ask, our allies, they want to ask, well, what can we do? We tell them what we, you know, it got to be more than protest. No, this is what we want you to do. We want to, you right. to we want you to gather up your folks and get your resources and put them here for this.
1: Right. Put your people to get your construction people to donate building a health clinic. That's for it. In the black community.
0: There you go. Or
1: find somebody to one of the entrepreneurs, one of the franchisees to open up a store with fruits and vegetables in those food deserts.
0: That's it. Those are the
1: kind of tangibles that we want to see. Making sure that black and brown kids are immunized and making sure that there's money for kids to go to the doctor, making sure that they're insured for for some kind of way or sign people up for if they don't have computers,
0: bring the computers to them. And then most especially
1: tangible things,
0: right. And most especially let's teach our folks how to have their own money have their own businesses let's do that yeah those are tangible things and until we have their a own
1: country club we have enough collective in this country for people to pull their funds together to have their own country club where they can have their own events or you know go golf or whatever they want to do
0: our own schools i own the stuff go on and schools, on
1: So all of those kinds of things stadiums where people could go yes all um, those kinds of things so you know, it's more than just rhetoric. This is, how, this is what we dealt with in the 60s and 70s. The rhetoric is more than just the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. It's the deliverable. How are things going to be transformed in the next six months? Where is this going to take us in December? Where will we be with the things that we have put? Or if it means legislation, pulling your congressmen together. That's right. Collectively write policies like we did. The infectious. I'll talk about that a little bit more too. the black physicians of the infectious disease society. We pulled together and sent a policy statement to the president of our organization and to all the members of the Congressional Black Caucus about health care disparities in this country. And also as it relates to COVID. But these are the kind of things that we've asked for, and we've asked the congressmen. Let's have some federal legislation. Because you know, if anybody, if any other ethnic group, mm-hmm. and I've said this to many of my friends who are non, non-black non and brown, mm-hmm. if there was any other group in this country that was severely affected, mm-hmm. it would be mad pandemonium trying to figure out how to change it.
0: You better believe it. But see, they know that we do not, and that's because the way the system has been set up, that we don't have that economic base. And so black folks... Oh. We need to be you know, come on now, come on, because I always say that it's insulting to keep asking, oh please, please, please. No, uh, excuse me that's insulting we okay. we are smart people we have people keep telling us, oh you, we are trillion dollars and more spending power collectively well, if that's the case, then we need to be taking our little five dollars, Barack showed us how to do that, remember how for his it was five dollars and ten dollars sponsoring his stuff that got him on the map.
1: Right. Every day on my on my phone there would be well can you donate five dollars? Well can you donate ten? I'm like, Wow, they they got that they got that together.
0: And that changed the so, system. $5
1: adds up. If you give five dollars every day
0: mm-hmm oh that's that's
1: thirty five dollars a week.
0: Yeah, those are the things that we have to think about because We still been marching and stuff. We got to get something for this. Uh, like you said, tangible stuff. Now, come on.
1: Tangible, some tangible, some deliverables.
0: That's it. What is going
1: to change by December? Concrete changes.
0: Concrete Concrete changes. No
1: rhetoric. Not restating what the issue is. Yeah. Not a restatement of that. Yeah, we're downtrodden and we've got health care. What has been done? tangible by December
0: what can we do ourselves for our community right period what can we do right
1: (laughs) what can we do to affect these changes that's what I'm saying right
0: there you go that's our spiel right first
1: thing we need to do the first thing we need to do is
0: vote Right. And then on top of the voting, our
1: friend Daniel Dawes, I'm hoping our friend Daniel Dawes will come on because I certainly quoted him. uh The political determinants of health are critical, too. And voting is one.
0: That's it. You don't
1: vote the right people in like these governors down in the southern states that haven't expanded Medicaid. And so now you got 14 states in the south that haven't expanded Medicaid with this horrific pandemic. A lot of black and brown people, not all, because a lot of somebody put on the Facebook the other day, well, no, there are more white people on Medicaid, uh, welfare and Medicaid slash Medicaid. I'm not using them simultaneously, but Mm -hmm. than black and brown people. However, Mm -hmm. the black and brown people are the ones that are most affected by COVID.
0: Mm -hmm. So now
1: you got these governors that before COVID didn't expand Medicaid, which meant that there was less access to care for people who were poor and black and brown. And so those people were voted in. So you have to understand that when you vote somebody in, that could be life and death for you. It certainly is now for some of these people. It really is life and death. The upset in COVID in Atlanta and a lot of Mississippi and Louisiana, a lot of these southern states where their governors didn't expand Medicaid, and so they're dying.
0: We can't just have somebody winking at us and we like them and then – we don't bring we them don't to. Do th- we right. don't bring them to the fire, and that's the people in our local.
1: We can't be, we can't be taken for granted. That's exactly we can't it. Can't be you not black if you don't vote for me.
0: No. No, it's a little bit more than that, sir. Doctor,
1: we not a monolith, no, sir. It <laughs> doesn't work that way, no, dog. <laughs> Babe. no, dog. Uh uh-uh.
0: uh No. And it's like okay.
1: More than that.
0: Right. And it's it's like, okay, so okay, so people are going to vote for you and that's probably what's going to happen. All right. Then for us, what are we going to make sure that gets done for us? We got to know what to ask for. Right.
1: Yeah. We don't we don't hold people's feet to the fire. That's it. You know, and that's that's in new and in many administrations, you know, people get in and so forth. We do not hold their feet to the fire. That, yeah, now you're in, and now it's, well, well, well what, happened? what happened to some of those comments <laughs> that you made? We don't hold people's feet to the fire. And so there has to be a follow-through. Yes. We vote for you to get in. Mm-hmm. There's got to be now a follow-through of what are you going to do.
0: What are you going to do? And here's the deal. This is what we're asking for you to do. Right. Right. So we're going to give you something for you to do. Sir. Exactly. Or whoever it is, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So yes, now we've talked. This is not a political show, but no, we it's also not. but we also know that all of these fit into our health and well-being, our environment and how we live. And so we do have to vote for our interests so that we can live and thrive.
1: Ew. Yeah, we do. We absolutely
0: do. Now make sure, folks, you go and check out our website and sign up for our newsletter email list so you can see all of the updates and changes that we are doing now even more so because of the pandemic you know I've been working hard and tirelessly because you know most of you guys saw us out in the community and this and that and the other and we were doing cooking demos and lectures and stuff like that well I'm in the process of making all of those online you still can Ask and, and get in touch with us to see what we're doing. So make sure that you're on our newsletter and our email list. And we have transitioned our programs to be conducted online, especially right now. We have launched our Step-by-Step Step Weight Loss Boot Camp Masterclass program. And so we will be hosting soon free health and wellness webinars Doe fitness open house so that we can introduce to you that program so you can see how it works and so forth but in the meantime you still can sign up and go find out information about the program our online training programs if you go on www.vikido forward slash training as always d what do we always say for all of our supporters
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support.
0: Yes, we thank you once again for supporting us, listening to our podcast show, and supporting all the things that we do on Vicido Fitness. Okay, D. well, you know, like I said, I've been under a rock. I've been trying to do things. I've been trying to focus on myself through all this stuff I'm seeing happening around me, and so I've been checking on my folks and my friends and I don't know what you've been doing (laughs) what is quarantine how you know I ask everybody that because certainly
1: me and your honey sweet don't understand what that is what do you do on quarantine what have you done
0: well for for me you know you want to Uh, stay home so a lot of businesses even some of the doctor's office stuff you guys probably have too with the telehealth and the telemedicine unless you really needed to go out a lot of the business they were shut down they couldn't even and we, we saw that they couldn't they weren't considered especially the health and fitness the folks with the gyms and the fitness stuff you know they weren't considered essential to be open you know and a lot of the elective stuff not essential so people start changing how they do things and they started being on zoom and being online and oh
1: my gosh i've done so many zoom conferences have Mm -hmm. you
0: oh big time so that's that's really the quarantine and now we're slowly going back out but a lot of the hairdressers nail stuff all that stuff was shut down
1: it sure was. I mean, I just got my nails done yesterday, uh-huh. the first time since the end of March. I put on Facebook, I was starting to look like one of those animals that hangs upside down a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was getting to be serious, you know. But, I, you know, I, I will have to say kudos to our governor and to Amy Acton, for being on the front line of doing what we needed to do. Because first of all, we wouldn't be in this situation if our government had done some things earlier, like testing and shutting things down and so forth and so on. But be that as it may, we had a great governor Mm -hmm. who our numbers could be, we could have been like New York.
0: I know. And then we have some people out there saying, Oh, see, I told you the the COVID wasn't as as, uh, bad as they say it was, well, it's not bad now, because guess what, we were shut down for about two months or so. Now we're out. Right. Now, even with that, we still have a 100,000 and something deaths. So yeah, it wasn't as bad as they said originally, because what they said originally, it was going to be a 150 to 160. If we do exactly what we're supposed to do. And if we do nothing, it was going to be in the millions, possibly, and I can see that happening because oh, we yeah. we still have a hundred thousand deaths, and it's just really been what three months?
1: We're talking from the maybe the end of of February to now. There it is. We started having those first cases in Washington State. And still, I don't think anybody really realized or felt that it was going to come down that far. You know, we just oh, it's out there and so forth. You know.
0: hmm And some people, I think it's been here a little bit longer because some people, when they really think about it, they'd be like, "Ooh, I think I might have had a little something, something way back in December, January." But just in that. A little- lot of
1: people, I think, are going to end up having, I think, some post-traumatic stress. Okay. Uh, Behind this, you know?
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Because of all the stress and stuff that's associated with it. But yeah, yeah. I still think that, you know, they still talk about a resurgent coming up in September, October. So I just think don't take your mask off too fast.
0: Oh, well. Well, we can say at least the summer is here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, your mood does change with the warm weather, however long it's going to last. Because I, I woke up this morning, I was thinking, you know, June uh-huh. the 21st, the days are going to start getting shorter again.
0: I know. Isn't that crazy? Let
1: that sink in. I know. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> but that's how it is, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, let that sink in. Thinking.
0: So what is going on this week? Oh
1: my goodness, Every, <laughs> everything,
0: Vicki. D, you can tell us a little bit more. You've been paying attention to all these riots and protests and yeah. going on in the world with the killing of what, George Floyd by the police? Yeah,
1: George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I used to live, mm-hmm. uh, was allegedly apprehended by the police the police were called of course you know it's every day now that you see somebody called there was a bird watcher with <laughs> a bird watcher the woman called the bird watcher who was a graduate of harvard i know but, but this man called the police i guess he was the guy mr floyd had used allegedly a fake 20 bill now he hadn't killed anybody mm. like the young man in in South Carolina, where they took him for a Burger King. Didn't they did? Mr. Floyd hadn't killed anybody, and I don't know all the facts because I don't know that everybody knows the facts, but something ensued, and Mr. Floyd ended up on the ground, on his stomach, with his hands handcuffed, and a police officer had his knee on his neck, and, you know, you then you see the vivid uh, film of Mr. Floyd talking about I can't breathe, and, and it was eight minutes and 46 seconds. Wow! And subsequently, when they turned him over, he was dead. And so there was the man who was the main person was, the, but they were uh, who who you know had his knee on the net. But there were three other police officers mm-hmm. who everybody pretty much agrees were complicit in it because they stood around. You know, if you saw somebody killing somebody, I don't care if it was your buddy, you pull them off or say, "Hey, man, you know what are you doing? This is crazy." Right. Um, that didn't happen. Mm-mm. So here we are today, which rolls into your next mr. his name, I do not we're not even gonna mention his name but the police officer was charged last week with third degree murder right which is kind of interesting because if you listen to some of the commentators everybody was trying to say well what is third degree fourth <laughs> degree nobody had heard of that
0: no well
1: I guess it's in several different state statutes third degree
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know is some lesser charge obviously than second degree but apparently the reasons being the low charge was, with the higher first degree and second degree, you have to you have to make sure that there is intent. And, it's you know, as Jeffrey Toobin has said on CNN, it's hard to get into somebody's head to know if he really meant to.
0: Right, or right. Or
1: premeditated and all of that. And so the charge of third degree might be easier to get a conviction because that still carries 25 years with it. But today, just before we came on the show, on the Attorney General, guess this evening is going to be Amy Klobuchar, who's a senator from Minnesota, came on about a half hour ago and said that the policeman, the main policeman, his charge has been up to second degree murder and that the attorney general later on this afternoon will be updating up everybody on the charges the three policemen. So here we are a week later. So and, and since that time, I don't know anything that I can remember that's been like this. Watts, I don't think, had this much widespread destruction. Martin Luther King, I certainly remember that death, and all there was rioting and so forth. I don't remember that many uh, states involved. And people, the National Guard has been brought out. And
0: oh, it's been a mess. The
1: bad apples, the looting, and all this other crazy stuff. Well, people are going. Some people are always going to take advantage of the situation. You know, I don't know why people are shocked that. That, that looters, I mean, you know, in any situation, somebody's gonna take a bad, take a good situation and turn something bad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm,
0: but they're mm-hmm.
1: protesting all over the world
0: all over the world
1: the okay. all over the world. so um yeah, so that's where we are right now as of today June the third at three thirty.
0: he was killed may twenty fifth
1: yeah, So well, here we are and then, the other thing that's come up, there were two autopsies, one that was done by the Hennepin County. I, you know, I used to live in Minneapolis. Okay. And one was done by the Hennepin County coroner. And if you were to read that coroner's report, you, you'd be trying to figure out, well, well, who is this? He didn't have any, any, any bruises on his body. He didn't have any, anything. And the implication was he died of whatever it was, you know, comorbid illness that he had. And then the family hired their own separate corner okay. with what you would expect to see asphyxiation. You know, like what you what happens when somebody's hung or strangled or whatever, asphyxiation. He couldn't breathe. So the two autopsy reports were diametrically opposed to each other. So, you know, just again raising what is going on here, as we say. What what is going on?
0: Big time, big time. We see that people are what they say sick and tired they're out there they're
1: tired of being sick and tired and you know it it came at a bad not that death always comes at a bad time but it comes at a time when everybody's on edge anyway yes we've been cooped up locked up i know a virus is killing us an enemy that we can't see Uh uh-huh an enemy that is killing black and brown people overwhelmingly
0: yes and yes. you don't know where
1: the enemy is is it on the is it on the doorknob is it on the elevator button is it on this is it that person that's standing next to you in the line is too close to you so everybody's on edge and you just take this it was a straw that broke the camel's back
0: yes it was yes it was it was and then just seeing that just that whole kudos to the young lady that taped that whole thing you know oh she's,
1: my goodness. And she's going through ptsd now herself all the trauma that's involved with what she saw knowing that what she did has had the impact that it has had on the world
0: on the world
1: and vicky it also begs the question here we are in 2020 uh-huh what happened in those days when you didn't have cameras
0: Look, what did Will Smith say? Racism isn't new. It's just being filmed.
1: It's just being filmed. And when Gil Scott Heron came out and said the revolution will not be televised, it is being televised. Because you now have, who would have imagined? I wouldn't have imagined in my lifetime social media disseminating information from one country to the next. You know, you look on television and you can be in Rome or Paris or whatever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh,
1: so, yeah, you know, it's a whole new, different technology than it was 50 years ago.
0: But we're still fighting the same BS.
1: Same battle.
0: Same battle. Well, you know, every time that we do our show, we have a health tip. I wanted to, to read this article. This article is locked down. Got you feeling low? where yoga may help and you can find this on Vickydo fitness and this is our health tip it's it's saying this article says many people under stay-at-home orders have turned to online yoga as a way to manage the stress and a new research review suggests they're on to something the review of 19 clinical trials Focused on the benefits of yoga for people with clinical mental health conditions, ranging from anxiety disorders to alcohol dependence to schizophrenia. Overall, it found yoga classes help ease those patients' depression symptoms. And while the trials focus on in person classes for people with formal diagnosis, there are broader implications, the researchers said. Definitely, if you thought about trying yoga, now is a great time to take the opportunity, said Jacinta Brinsley, lead author on The Review and a PhD candidate at the University of South Australia School of Health Sciences in, what is it, Adelaide? With yoga teachers worldwide now offering live STEM classes, she noted, people have a chance to find something that is right for them in their own homes. Sometimes it takes a few tries to find the right type of yoga, Brinsley said. Enjoyment is a really great indicator that it's a good fit. In general, physical activity is a recommended part of managing mental health disorders, according to Brinsley yoga which combines physical movement with breathing exercise meditation and other mindfulness practices has been the subject of many studies some have found it can ease depression that said there are questions yoga comes in many styles brinsley said it's not clear whether particular ones are more or less beneficial for depression symptoms How much depends on specifics of the physical movement? Is it vigorous or gentle? Does the practice need to include breathing exercise or meditation? But in general, Brinsley said, there is evidence that both exercise alone and mindfulness practices alone can ease depression. So we infer that these practices combined as yoga are effective. And so the review was published um, May 18th online in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, and it covered 19 clinical trials from six countries. All wow, test- that's pretty good. That's a lot, right? All tested the effects of yoga among people diagnosed with psychiatric conditions like major depression, Post traumatic stress disorder, that's what we were talking about, right? Alcohol use disorders, and schizophrenia. The specifics varied, but each yoga program was at least 50% physical movement. Participants were randomly assigned to either add yoga to their usual treatment, go on a wait list for yoga, or to stick with standard care alone. Overall, Brinsley's team found people practicing yoga showed a greater reduction in depression symptoms than those in the comparison groups. Researchers said the average effect was moderate, not dramatic, and the studies were short-term, generally lasting a couple of months. So it's not clear how long the benefits last, according to Brinsley. But she said, like other therapies, yoga is not a quick fix. This is what she said. Often we don't take a course of medication for 12 weeks and are cured. So we need to think about exercise and yoga and mindfulness in the same way. It's not necessarily a cure. To get the benefits, you're going to have to keep doing it. So yes, it goes on to say that we got this teacher who specializes in working with cancer patients and yeah, she said, and her name was Terry. She said, just a simple act of breathing properly can bring a change. You see it in people's mm-hmm. face, faces. So yes, all of that is saying that if, if you try, and this is what she said, she's encouraging people to keep an open mind. This is one of the instructors. If you try a class and it works for you, fantastic. If it doesn't, it might be the style or the teacher. Or you might not have been ready for that day because you didn't get enough sleep the night before. So try again tomorrow. I love yoga. I haven't done it for a minute. And so I started back doing it. And I'm like, good, because I need something to relax me. Mm, well, yeah, you know, and
1: I've not really, I've got to get back into that because of my lumbar stenosis. I think yoga will help me out a lot with the stretching and the relaxing and so forth and I think, you know, like I said, everybody's been cooped up. And the new joke now is that everybody's gained that COVID-15. <laughs> so everybody, <laughs> everybody's trying to figure out how to get back into their exercise and eating routine to get
0: rid of the COVID, like the freshman 15. Yes. Get rid of the COVID 15, you know. I know. But yeah, yoga is a great way to do things. It's quiet. You can do it in your home as well. And so for all of you guys, you know, if you go on my resources page, we have connections and affiliate with a yo. it's called yogadownload.com and go to our resources page. And sign up and check it out because they have instructors online. Yes, it's good. And, you know, like we do, go to our resources page, www.vickidoughfitness.com forward slash resources. And look at the things that we have about yoga. And like I said, we have a new company to check out, and it's called yogadownload.com. Love it. You got teachers on this um, platform, whatever levels, beginner, advanced, that you can follow. And like we always say, it is our affiliate link. Whenever you go to our resources page and use any of the, the products and services on our um, resources page, you are helping us. That's our affiliate link. I encourage you to go check it out. I love it. So what's the latest, D?
1: So the latest is we have a new Ebola outbreak in Congo. Now, you know, the last couple of months we've been talking about a few smitherings and smatherings of Ebola on the African, primarily the Democratic Republic of Congo, but five people have died in Mandaka, which is a western city more than 750 miles away from another Ebola outbreak in the country. It is unclear how the disease emerged in the city during lockdown because they're in lockdown for COVID. Oh, wow. This is a country that's been contending not only with coronavirus, with a measles epidemic as well. So Congo's health ministry said that the new Ebola outbreak has killed four people and infected at least two more in Mandika, a city of 1.2 million people on the country's western side. A fifth person died on Monday, according to UNICEF. Less than two months ago, Congo was about to declare an official end to an an Ebola epidemic on the eastern side of the country that lasted two years and killed more than 2,275 people. Then, with just two days to go, a new case was found and the outbreak could not be declared over. So here we are it has emerged again and and mind you there we don't hear a lot about it because all we hear about the united states but reported cases of coronavirus have so far been mostly in the capital kinshasa okay also in the country's west congo has reported 3049 cases of coronavirus including 71 deaths but testing is limited so it is impossible to know the true scale of the outbreak. More than 350,000 people have been infected with measles since January 2019 and over 6,500 have died. Vicki, what's interesting about this is Uh this is one country in Africa, but their numbers are relatively low compared to a a state that size in the United States. I'm trying to figure out they don't have near the resources that we do. They don't have near the ability to social distance. How come their numbers are much lower? And I don't think they're doing any more social quarantining and stuff. And so it just makes you wonder because everybody predicted if coronavirus got in Africa, it could wipe out the entire continent because you know they don't certainly they don't have the resources that we do, but it hasn't.
0: Is it a lot of people now? I don't know the population. No,
1: not in Africa. Not in Africa compared to the United States.
0: Are they they, Are they living on top of each other? Yeah i don't know then like we
1: talk about here and in in uh you know and in minority communities there's not a lot of social distancing because you've got multi-generations living in a house you certainly have that in africa i mean you've been there i haven't but i'm sure yeah they they, do you know they what's my showed uh, Mm up trevor noah showed you know where he came from and oh you have grandmothers oh big time and everybody living in the same house
0: that's something to research we'll
1: just have to will have to stay tuned to see how this is going to maybe because
0: well maybe because ebola has been there
1: maybe it could be and maybe they know what to do maybe they know what maybe they're their practices of preventing themselves from getting it maybe they wash their hands wouldn't that be a novel idea (laughs) (laughs) maybe they wash their hands (laughs) We've been trying to get people to wash their doggone hands for 200 years. (laughs) And it takes coronavirus for us to set up these hand sanitizer things. You can find a unicorn faster than you can find (laughs) some hand sanitizer. How come y'all weren't using it five years ago? I know, right? (laughs) I don't get it.
0: I know, I know.
1: So stay tuned. I'll be updating whenever I have some information.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at vickidofitness.com. To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. Our topic today is what's new, hot topics number 55. Our first one was talking about, which I thought was interesting, med school to students signed this COVID waiver. <laughs>
1: The universe, I think this is awful. The University of South Carolina School of Medicine, Greenville, is asking students to sign a waiver acknowledging risk and absolving the school of liability before starting their next clinical rotation, officials confirmed in MedPage today. If students are not signed, they risk delaying their graduation. This came this. Fight what's called the AAMC, the Association of American Medical Colleges, that strongly suggests that medical students not be involved in any direct patient care activities unless there's a critical need locally, it's not apparent that this would apply to Greenville now or in the future. Even in our hospital, there's a big sign that's up that talks about minimizing disposition risk. Sharing information like let one doctor go in one day, another doctor go in another day. If you got a bunch of doctors to go in, somebody comes out and tells them everything they need to know. That's it. So it said the medical school dean, Marjorie Jenkins, MD, in a statement, emailed to MedPage today, future doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and other health care professionals are tasked with understanding the challenges they face as they return to in-person patient care. The school's goal, she said, was thus to ensure students know what to expect when they enter the clinical environment. By signing the waiver, students would waive their right to legal action should they develop COVID-19 resulting from clinical rotations. I am solely responsible for my choice to engage in an on-site clinical rotation, reads one stipulation, and voluntarily choose to participate. I therefore assume all dangers and risks. This is terrible. I understand that by participating in a clinical rotation, I may be exposing myself to dangers and risks, including but not limited to all the risks associated with attracting COVID. I understand that care of COVID patients may occur as part of my participation. And then it goes on and on further on with the waiver that just continues to talk about how this is your responsibility. Why do I think this is terrible? First of all, these are young kids coming in here, don't know anything about uh, isolation practices. They've not... We've not been, they've not been reared and raised in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. And plus the fact, I would put the onus on the hospitals. What if they don't have adequate PPEs for these medical students, adequate gloves, adequate hand sanitizer, adequate goggles, adequate N95? Mm. And so you've got to go in a room unprotected and you get COVID, but you've got to sign your waiver away that the hospital and medical school don't have anything to do with it. I think it's terrible, mm. absolutely terrible.
0: Wow.
1: Actually, where the medical school is, and I'm sure the hospital where they're going to, it had the second most cases of COVID in the state 1,382.
0: Wow.
1: So I think that's terrible. And if they don't sign, it could delay their graduation. Can you imagine? You have a medical student.
0: I know. Isn't that crazy?
1: It's crazy.
0: That's because they don't want to be so paying somebody, stuff.
1: They need, a, they need a lawyer. Yes,
0: they do. Or they have need s- a lawyer. Uh, advocacy for them.
1: Yeah. That's terrible, so yeah, that's the latest
0: on that. South Carolina mm <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, nothing need be said.
0: there it is <laughs> there it is
1: there it is.
0: Our next article we this is a health show, so yes, all of these things affect our health, and we back to what we talking about what you eat and how you move, and so we talking about salt and hypertension. this article was written by Health Day News, and it says, Many people with high blood pressure see salt as a villain. According to conventional wisdom, just a few shakes can send blood pressure soaring. But is salt really so dangerous? Many decades of studies, scientists finally have an answer to that question. Yes and no. For many people, extra salt really does raise blood pressure. In a few cases, however, it seems to lower pressure. And for some people, it doesn't really matter one way or another. If this seems confusing to you, you have lots of company. Scientists are puzzled too. Nobody knows why some people are sensitive to salt and others aren't. But researchers do have some clear cut advice. To be on the safe side, everyone should keep a lid on salt intake. So how much salt should I consume each day? The average American consumes over 3,000 milligrams of sodium every day, far more than the body actually needs. The Food and Nutrition Board recommends a daily intake of no more than 2,300 milligrams. But if you're over 40, have high blood pressure, or are of African-American descent, the government recommends reducing salt to 1,500 milligrams a day. A study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine examined six diets and found that a low-sodium regimen could make a healthy diet even healthier. Half of the study subjects ate a typical American diet but were divided into three groups— each consuming different levels of sodium. High was 3,300 milligrams each day. Intermediate was 2,400 milligrams per day. And low was 1,500 milligrams each day. The participants in the other half of the study ate meals rich in fruits and vegetables, but low in fat and cholesterol, also known as the diet we always talk about, right? Dietary approaches to stop hypertension or the DASH diet. Their diets also were subdivided into three different levels of salt consumption. The one-sixth of the subjects who ate the lowest sodium DASH diet enjoyed the greatest reduction in blood pressure, even among people who didn't have high blood pressure, also called hypertension to start with. This group lost an average of nine points from their systolic pressure, and that's the top number in a blood pressure reading, the biggest drop in any group. Among subjects who cut down on salt, hypertensive African-American women over 45 achieved the largest reduction in blood pressure. By contrast, young white men without hypertension had relatively little response to a low-sodium diet, According to Myron Winberger, he's a physician director of the Hypotential Research Center at the Indiana University School of Medicine, who conducted the study. Winberger's findings highlight two important points. First, some people can significantly reduce their blood pressure by cutting back on salt. Second, salt is just a start. You can give your heart extra protection by getting plenty of fruits and vegetables every day and going easy on fats. Not only will you lower your blood pressure, you'll reduce your risk of atherosclerosis, a form of hardening other arteries and heart disease. So how common is salt sensitivity? Some people are extra sensitive to salt. When they cut back, their blood pressure goes down. When they overindulge, their pressure goes up. According to the Mayo Clinic, salt sensitivity is especially common among older people, African Americans, and people with hypertension, kidney disease, or diabetes. Overall, 26% of Americans with normal blood pressure and 58% of those with hypertension are salt sensitive this is what Weinberger estimates. If I don't have high blood pressure, do I still need to watch my salt? Another recent NHLBI study suggests that salt sensitivity can be a dangerous condition, even among people who don't have high blood pressure. Researchers followed up on a group of 708 people who had been evaluated for salt sensitivity and hypertension. 25 years ago and were surprised by their findings. Subjects who had normal blood pressure but were sensitive to salt were just as likely as subjects with hypertension to have died of heart disease. So how can I cut back on salt? Well, you can start by going easy on the salt shaker. It's important to understand, however, that the average person gets 90% of his or her salt from other sources. Many convenience foods such as frozen dinners, restaurant meals, luncheon meats, fast foods, and canned soups are extremely high in salt. And so the best way to protect yourself is to prepare meals at home. If you do eat processed foods, check the labels carefully. Aim for a daily dose of less than a teaspoon or 2,300 milligrams of sodium from your food, and less is even better. So there it is. I got to keep remembering to watch my salt intake regardless. Read it.
1: I read salt labels all the time. You know, that's a, something looks really good. It's low in calories, low in this, and then you go, oh no, it's got 500 milligrams of sodium, or a gram. That's my, or a gram of sodium. That's almost my sodium for the day. You know, the day or whatever. So yeah, all these, and that was my, that was my, and I'm not knocking anybody's weight loss plan. But there's one, I won't name it, but there's a weight loss program mm-hmm. that I had had been using for years, and still, you know, it's it's okay but they were serving some, you know, frozen things. And you have to understand that when things are frozen or in cans, salt helps to preserve them. Mm -hmm. And so the sodium is not only for the taste, but it also helps to preserve a lot of these things. So, you know, you'd have something that maybe has 300 calories, you know, 500 milligrams of sodium. So, you know, you just got to relabel. I just tell people, I re- try to read everything labeled that goes in my mouth.
0: That's it. And then if you're cooking, now it may go in it may go in
1: anyway, but, but at least I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might fly in there anyway, but I know what I'm getting myself into.
0: That's it. And then if you cook, that's why it's good to to try to do more cooking in the kitchen. And I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of cooking in my kitchen, you know, because then you know what's going in your food.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You have control. Absolutely.
0: You have control. Our next article, and this will be our last article, Couples Should Wear Face Masks Doing Sex, New Study (laughs) Insists.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. I saw this article and I said, oh, I don't know whether to talk about this today, but it was a question for Sanjay Gupta about two weeks ago. Okay. He was asking his morning question, you know, what about COVID and sex? And he said, well, probably, probably, you probably like anything else, you're at risk. So this article, Couples Should Wear Masks During Sex, a new study insists, face sex during the corona pandemic might soon require protection beyond just the nether regions. A new study from researchers at Harvard says that hooking up carries some risk for transmitting COVID from one partner to the other and recommends, among other practices, wearing a face mask while doing it. The research published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, which is a, that's one of our major medical journals, so it's not some rag journal, Right, writes situations based on how likely it is to catch corona while in the act. Researchers recommend wearing a mask for the riskiest sexual scenario, sex with people other than those with whom one is quarantined. If you have an out-of-house coronavirus crush, the study says besides keeping your mask on, you should avoid kissing any oral to anal contact, and anything else that involves semen or urine. Shower before and after and clean the space with alcohol wipes or soap. Ouch. The Mm. study also mentions that having sex with people who are together in quarantine is safer, but there's still a risk. For instance, if one partner goes outside to run an errand and is exposed to the virus, they can transmit it when they get back. Even if that person is ultimately an asymptomatic carrier, they can still infect the other person. The safest approach to sexual activity, according to the researchers, is not having any abstinence. Low risk for infections, though not feasible for many. Another option they add is masturbation. Well, Surgeon General lost her job because of that.
0: Oh, she so, did, didn't she? Remember? Yes. She that. that was a sister. Other recommendations have
1: come out since the coronavirus outbreak in the United States, and some of them providing graphics to enhance the lessons. In April... The Oregon Health Authority released a sex guide that went viral just weeks after the same happened to one released by the New York City Department of Health. The Oregon example stood out for its illustrations of condoms, a flesh light, and a peak, and New York City's with a vivid warning about anal sex. So there you have it. Pass. <laughs> What does this break down to in a nutshell? <laughs> Unless you are 100%, 100%, 100% sure about anything, and most people aren't sure 100% about anything, hey. pass. <laughs> <laughs> or assume the risk.
0: That's it. So do your fasting and prayer and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and abstaining and passing that's not it
1: exactly safe at this juncture not exactly safe and wearing a mask is not i mean you can barely wear a mask walking from one floor to the next you can i can't imagine wearing a mask with sexual activity i mean people will be dying from carbon, <laughs> carbon dioxide. <laughs> <toxicity>. <laughs> talk about asphyxia and not being <laughs> free <laughs> And it goes on and on and on. I don't have to do any more description. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but that was a thought.
1: As a thought. And then trying to keep a mask and a condom on, mm, you got problems.
0: Hey, look, you guys still keep talking about people doing prep. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: you can't even get people to take <laughs> prep. Yeah. So, I mean, there are issues, as they say.
0: There are issues. But it was a thought.
1: It was a thought. Well, you just want to throw stuff out there. This, like I said, was in the Annals of Internal Medicine, a reputable medical journal. So there you have it.
0: Dee, do you have any tips for us to think about? This is the end of our show. I do.
1: Uh-huh. I want to go back to what you opened the show with, Vicky. The economic impact that this virus has had. The exposing, as Reverend Barbara said, this virus has contrast die into a situation where you couldn't see abscesses and fissures and crevices and cracks and now you can Mm -hmm. and then you put on top of this the protests that are coming after Mr. Floyd's death we need to have a plan however we need to protesting is fine and it gets our voices out there but come back to a place where there's some organization and try to figure out what deliverables you want what to tell people? What is it that I want? And let's try to to serve the businesses in our own community. Let's try to do our own economic development in our own communities and put up, pool our monies together. So many of our, you know, professional people for years. One of the criticisms has been not pooling monies together like other ethnic groups have done, mm-hmm. and building hotels mm-hmm. and building. You know, uh, uh, businesses and buildings. There are many other ethnic groups that have gotten together and pooled their monies, and you can see the economic development that's occurred in the cities. We need to do that too.
0: Yes, and it's not—it's not hard. It just takes a plan, like you said, right?
1: It just takes a plan, right? A plan.
0: A plan. And, folks, as always, for more information, go to our website, www.vickidoughfitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicky by email at info at VicidoeFitness.com.